0: Welcome to the Gifted to Give podcast. I am Brother Guillen. If you're new to podcasting, you're in the right place. I can't wait to share to all of you how wonderful God is as we celebrate the 500 years of Christianity in the Philippines. Good day, listeners. We have once again Monsignor Achilles Dakai as he will preach and teach to us the good news of the gospel for this Sunday, November 28, 2021. We have a great number of listeners, downloads, downloads, and interactions we at gifted to give podcast would like to thank everyone for their support we are blessed to have our sponsor for our podcast podmetrics thank you so much podmetrics for the support and i urge everyone to support them as well stay tuned at the end of the podcast for more surprises and now without further ado please join us in welcoming monsignor achilles dakai
1: The last Friday of the month of November, but also the last Friday of our liturgical year, Cycle B. As we have been saying, the civil calendar is linear, January to December, but our church calendar is Circular, It begins with the Feast of Christ the King last November 21 and goes down the circle and ends actually also at the Feast of Christ the King. So we are now at the last week, the 34th week in Ordinary Time. And we therefore are here now reminded of the last things the second coming of Jesus, the end of the world, the universal judgment, etc. That's what we shall be reading through the Gospels according to Matthew according to Mark according to Luke. so we are now I repeat on the last days of our liturgical year cycle B now let me remind you once more according to the civil calendar a day ends at midnight and begins another day at midnight. But according to our church calendar, the day ends at 6 p.m. And a new day begins from there. In other words, tomorrow is Saturday. Saturday is according to the civil calendar ends at midnight and then Sunday begins after midnight but in our liturgy Sunday begins after 6pm of Saturday and ends precisely before 6pm Saturday so we have The end of the day, p.m., post meridiem. The meridies is the noon time. And uh, another day begins ante meridiem, em, starting from midnight to noon time. Anyway, that's uh, just a little point of interest. I repeat, we are now on the last days of the liturgical year. And no wonder our church, our mother church, has reminded us, is reminding us of the last things. We read about this in Matthew, in Mark, and in Luke. Again, may I remind you, There is only one gospel of the Lord. But every evangelist writes his gospel of the Lord according to his own angles and aspects. So it's not correct to say the gospel of Matthew or Mark's gospel or St. Luke's gospel. It's not correct. It must be the Gospel of the Lord according to Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So here we are. I welcome you all to this Bible study online. And I repeat, I suppose you have grown accustomed to our way of interpreting the cycles A, B, and C Gospels for next Sunday. Next Sunday is already the first Sunday of Advent, the very first Sunday of the liturgical year cycle C because cycle B ends tomorrow, Saturday. But before anything else, let us pray. Almighty Father, send your Holy Spirit upon us that we may read with uh, faith. Your word, reflect on it with hope and uh, realize it with love. Following your, the example of your only begotten Son, from whom we find uh, freedom, fulfillment, and the future with you forever Amen and so we've listened now to the reading of the gospel assigned for this Sunday the first Sunday of Lent according to St. Mark chapter 13 33 to 37 but I repeat We also have to read Matthew 24 and Luke 21. So now we open our Bibles and listen to Sister Julian's reading of St. Mark chapter 13.
2: Jesus said to his disciples, There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on earth nations will be in dismay, perplexed by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will die of fright and anticipation of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But when these signs begin to happen, stand erect and raise your hands, because your redemption is at hand. Beware that your hearts do not become drowsy from carousing and drunkenness and the anxieties of daily life, and that day catch you by surprise like a trap. For that day will assault everyone who lives on the face of the earth, be vigilant at all times and pray that you have the strength to escape the tribulations that are imminent and to stand before the Son of Man.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Steele. And as I was saying, this Gospel according to St. Mark is reminding us of what Jesus said about the future about the last things about his second coming. But I repeat, we only understand this very well if we also read through the gospel according to St. Matthew in his chapter 24, as well as the gospel according to St. Luke in his chapter 21. Now, the three of them The three versions of one and the same gospel, I repeat, tell us what to do or what to be when he would come again. Since we do not know, no one knows the day nor the hour of his second coming, we should not really worry much the world will come to an end and God's that's God's business our business if we do not know the hour and the day, what exactly do we know? What do we know? If we read through the gospel of the Lord according to the three of them we know this much that Our Lord Jesus Christ pointed out that when He would come again, we have to stay awake. We have to be prepared. We have to be on the watch. We have to be vigilant all the time. These are the traffic lights These are the road signs we find as we journey through life. Stay awake. Be prepared. Be alert. Be on the watch. Be vigilant all the times. What does this mean? We already know. Because at every mass we attend, we hear The celebrant saying, loud and clear, I hope. Deliver us, O Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days. By the help of your mercy, may we always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior Jesus Christ. So that is what is meant by stay awake, be vigilant, be prepared, etc. Evil, sin, and distress. The negative ones, then the positive one is peace. Okay. As usual, and as traditionally preached about the points usually driven home precisely about what will happen to the world but we must be careful that nothing happens to us we will survive if we stay awake, be perfect, be alert, be on the watch, be vigilant, etc. I repeat, this is the usual and the traditional way of preaching. But I have been looking for and I have found a point of convergence between the three of them, a point of relevance to our Christian living nowadays, the point that is not usually and not traditionally driven home by preachers. How? If we start off with the Gospel according to St. Mark, we are told that yes, according to St. Mark is also what we find according to St. Matthew and Luke. We are reminded that Jesus himself pointed out that when he comes again, we have to stay awake, we have to be prepared We have to be vigilant. We have to be on the watch individually. Individually. And this is what he meant when he said that two men are out in the fields but only one of them is taken. Two women inside the house are grinding at a mill but only one of them is taken. In other words, What we are told to be and to do, stay awake, be prepared individually. That's why Jesus goes on to say that the gatekeeper, an individual, must be on the watch to open or close the door when the master of the house comes. And the master of the house also individually must keep the house safe from thieves. Close the door, close the windows, individually. So that, as, that is what he meant by one taken. The gatekeeper must be on the watch. And in the other Gospels, If the servants, each one of them, individually is charged with his own work, he must be prepared to do that will. Because in the Gospel of Saint Luke, we read that this event, the second coming of Jesus, will affect everyone who lives on the face of the earth. So each one should be individually. And this is the point I'd like to highlight because this is very relevant. Sanctification, therefore, and salvation is individual. One by one. That's why there is a need to acknowledge our individuality, to accept it, and to not only acknowledge and accept, but also to apply it. Acknowledge, accept, and apply. How? This is now what I would like to stress. Therefore, while we are building basic ecclesial communities, we must be careful that even within basic ecclesial community, the individual must be recognized, acknowledged, accepted. That's why... At mass, look, when we obey the third commandment of God, you shall make holy the Lord's day. We may do that. We may obey that command as a couple, husband and wife, or as a family, parents and children. But when you Attend the Mass on Sundays and days of obligation. You must attend one by one. You enter the church one by one. You make the sign of the cross one by one. You sit down, you kneel down, you stand up one by one. You make the responses one at a time. That's why at Mass we are reminded that we are individuals at prayer. We worship God individually, we praise Him individually, we thank Him individually, and we petition Him individually. That's why we say, I confess. I am greatly, I have greatly sinned. I ask the Blessed Virgin Mary I believe in God the Father, in the Son and the Holy Spirit. I I am not worthy, etc. So this should be highlighted at every mass. Of course, the mass is a liturgy and liturgy comes from the Latin words Latus and ergon. Latus means public and ergon means work. that the public is at work. yes, but within that public, within the liturgy we must act individually so here it is sanctification and salvation is individual there is no such thing as good for two as far as as this is concerned you have heard of the story of a man married to the president of the Legion of Mary. When she died, he was a widower for some years. After a few years he himself died and the story goes that he knocks on the door of heaven and Saint Peter asks him, Who are you? And he said, I am married. I am the husband of that president of Legion of Mary. And she was very good. She would go to church and hear two masses for the two of us. At home, he, she would say the rosary, two rosaries for the two of us. Then when Peter asked, what's the name of your wife? So he said, so-and-so. And when Peter looked it up in the book of life, he said, your wife has already gone inside. And the husband said, Peter, remember your boss. Jesus Christ said that the two of us, husband and wife, are one. So where she goes, I go. Where she is, I should be. Peter said, yes, but your Good wife has gone inside for the two of you. So you stay outside because she is there inside. <laughs> meaning, meaning that indeed, indeed, we have to sanctify ourselves, save ourselves here and now individually. And that is a very challenging task that we have to fulfill. Yes, we are entrusted to family, church, school, and government. Yes, we have to thank them for their company, for their prayers, for their examples. But at the end of the day, we sanctify and save ourselves individually. Now, that is the point I'd like to stress because remember communism. Communism wants to build communities, but at the expense of individuals. They would destroy the individuals just to build up. A community. Democracy is the opposite. The opposite of communism is democracy because democracy develops the individual to make a community strong because a community is like a chain. And the stronger the links, the stronger the chain. So there you are. We want to build a church a domestic church, a parochial church. Let us try to develop ourselves individually, but I repeat, thanks to family, church, school, and government. We have, therefore, to remember that yes, we are born individually, We are born intentionally because we have each a purpose and then we are entrusted to family, church, school, and family. This is the way we now live. But we should try to acknowledge and accept our individuality. We are therefore, this reminds me of Archbishop Teofilo Kamomot. Remember, I told you this before. We had a breakfast together with Cardinal Vidal. And when Cardinal Vidal reminded the Archbishop, since he was fond of giving alms individually to poor people, especially on the streets, And Cardinal Vidal reminded him, we have an ordinance in the city that we cannot individually give alms, even to the poor on the streets. And when the Archbishop Kamomot asked, to whom Mandi Aita Muhatak? Cardinal Vidal said, we are supposed to give to institutions the Red Cross, the SWD, the Caritas, institutions. I cannot forget what the good Archbishop Kamomot said, but your eminence, institutions do not go to heaven, but only individuals. And I remember Cardinal blushed for a while and said, OK lang your Archbishop, You go on giving alms individually. Just don't get caught. (laughs) But that is it. Individual. We go to heaven or down to hell individually in spite of family, church, school, and government. So this this is very interesting. And we should try to understand this very well. Now, after reading through the Gospel according to Matthew, according to Mark, according to Luke, let us try to work it out. How, therefore, do we acknowledge and accept and apply our individuality in this matter of Sanctification and salvation. Here I pause for some of your questions and reflections precisely on this matter of individuality.
0: Now, words from our sponsor. If you're a current podcaster or plan to create your own podcast soon, I want to share with you the tool that I use to help me monetize my podcast. It's called Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a platform that allows you to have full control of how you monetize your podcast. You can collab with brands and choose between the many merchants that fit your podcast's audience. It also gives you tips and samples on how to execute your ads properly to maximize your earning potential. Plus, you can track how many of your listeners you were able to convert and know how much you've earned in real time. Cashing out is also a breeze. So if you're a podcaster, make sure you sign up by clicking the link in the description box of this episode and use the referral code 500 Cebu, so you can monetize your podcast too. Thank you, Podmetrics. And now, back to our podcast.
3: Good morning, Monsignor. Good morning. Today, the point you have driving home. Masa rawala, Right? Again, again, ha? Today, the point you have driving home is indeed very important. We sanctify and save ourselves individuality, individually. I have, okay. I have a question, Monsignor. How do I acknowledge my individuality?
1: Okay, that's a very good question. If we are living in a community called family, called church, called school, and called government. How do we acknowledge our individuality? I suggest in order to acknowledge, identify ourselves as individuals, we must ask the right question, which is, who am I? The right question is, who, not what, am I? The right question is, who, not what, am I? What is a thing? Who is a person? Who am I? Created by God, redeemed by Jesus, and baptized into the church individually. The right question I repeat is who am I not who have I not who have some of us try to identify ourselves by connecting ourselves to our ancestry I was I have this people before me and I must be important because they were and I should be. That is not the right question. Not what have I, not what am I, not what have I. It's neither the correct question to ask who have I, but What have I and what have I? Am or have who or what? You must answer this question thoroughly. Am I born individually? I have said this. We could have twins, each one of us, but they are not born. We. And we are born with a purpose so each one must work it out but i repeat you cannot achieve your individual purpose individually you must count on i repeat family church school and government so that's how it is that's how you acknowledge you acknowledge your individuality You see, God has created us individually. Of course, the souls is what God creates. The body is what our parents make. So the life that God gives to each one of us is transmitted through our parents. And the parents precisely make the difference.
3: Next question Thank you, Monsignor, for this Bible study on the dignity of individual. May I ask you, Monsignor, how should one accept, not only acknowledge here here individuality?
1: So the question is a follow-up. If you acknowledge your individuality, how do you accept it? Meaning. If you are born in San Francisco, Camotes, and not born in San Francisco, California, the difference is big. You just have to accept it. If your parents are like that, you just have to accept it because you did not choose your parents. So you are born with a face, a figure, and a treasure. You are born with time, talent, and treasure. You accept all that, whatever it is. In the gospel, one servant was entrusted with five, another with three, another with one. They did not complain because they knew that it was the right of the landowner to entrust to them according to his will. Remember the parable of the workers in the vineyard. Some worked from 6 a.m. Others worked at 5 p.m., but they were given the same salary. And one of those who worked earlier became jealous and said, we should receive more or he should receive less. But the owner of the vineyard said, do you not know? Don't you realize that I have the right to do anything with my money? If I chose to give full salary to these late workers because they are as family men as you are, why are you jealous? Did we not agree on a daily wage? Besides, are you jealous just because I am generous? So that's it. The difference that we have received from God through our parents, thanks to God's generosity, who cannot be outdone in generosity. We cannot complain why created
3: equally, but looking differently. Hi, Mons. Hi. How do we assert our individuality? Do we assert our individuality?
1: There are three A's here. Acknowledge, accept, and assert. You have to assert your individuality that you are like all other men, but like no other man. That's the definition, the description of an individual. An individual is like all other men, but not like any other man. So the face you wear is the only face you have. So you might as well be kind to your face. We assert our individuality precisely when at Mass we say loud and clear, I confess, I believe, I am not worthy. We should therefore try to stand out as individuals but be careful with what Pope Francis has been warning us against, against individualism. We are individuals. We live individually, but we cannot live individualistically without counting on the community, family, church, school, and government. That's how wonderful it is to live but we have to develop each other. Pope, now St. Pius VI, has said in his encyclical development of peoples, he said that each one must develop himself or herself to know more, do more, have more and be more. So that's how you assert your individuality. No more education, do more employment, have more earnings, and be more. Be more a person. In the government, you are a law abiding Christian. You are a God-fearing citizen so you see there are many ways of asserting not only accepting not only acknowledging your individuality but we must be legitimately proud of who we are each one of us who am I is the best question to ask not what have I not who have I But who am I?
3: Good morning, Monsignor. Good morning. How do we overcome our anxieties during this time of pandemic when friends and family cannot gather like before? Thank you.
1: It's very true. We are going through bad times. But we already have gone through worse times two world wars I tell you but yes everyone is afflicted by this COVID-19 how do we pray for strength to stand before the second coming of Jesus Christ How do we stand erect precisely, precisely praying for more strength day after day to stand before the Son of Man? Anxiety because of what? The lack of work, lack of better salary, conditions of living, working, etc., there's, uh, remember what Jesus said to Martha Martha was so occupied with cooking preparing food and Jesus said Martha, Martha you are anxious you are in distress because you do not know an order of priorities nagkap In Cebuano we say it. In other words, you do not know where to begin. You are cooking so many things. When Jesus said, there is only one thing important, what Mary is doing, listening to me. So anxiety sometimes is caused by our own business, our own, we are busy with our own things and not ordering our priorities according to the order of Jesus Christ. So again, it really helps. It helps us to go to church on Sundays so that we be encouraged individually to live Monday through Saturday. That's why they say that a week A seven-day week without Sunday is very weak, no strength at all. So you gather and you pray for strength on Sundays that you may be able to stand up and raise your heads from Monday to Saturday.
3: Monsignor, thank you again for sharing your very life with us. Regarding the end times, I have received posts encouraging people to make the holy grips. I explain clearly on this so I can spread the podcast so people will be guided direct from you. Thank you, Munsi.
1: Thank you, Ren. That's what we have been trying to do. That's why I have tried to be to make a difference from the usual and the traditional. This point I tell you of individuality you read you try to read in as many books as you can, but you will not find this point of individuality being driven home so that each one could understand, understand his own dignity, his own identity, his own individuality. In Sibuano this is very, very clear. Natauta nga tinagsa. Natauta nga tinuyo. Natauta nga tinugyan. In English, I. I was born individually. I intentionally and I entrust to family church school and government you know before i forget there was one passenger for the first time he took a plane once seated inside the plane he was instructed by the stewardess to fasten your seat belt the guy Tried to complain why why should i fasten my seat belt then very kindly the steward he said so you see in an emergency simbako this plane will crash you will survive he said so what so what if this plane crashes this is not mine satagabohol padit bitani It's very true. The world will come to an end as long as you do not come to your end, as long as you survive. So be watchful, be steadfast, try to perform your work, live a purpose-driven life, etc., individually in the context, I repeat our community.
3: Uh-huh. I have received posts encouraging people to make the holy grapes. I know this is not right, and no value at all. Yet, please explain clearly on this. So I can spread the podcast so people will be guided direct from you. That's
1: true. That's very true. We say in Cebuano, ikaw na good na. Ikaw na good na. So be yourself. Be true to yourself according to Shakespeare. Be honest with yourself. If you have these talents, accept them. Then assert, try to assert your individual talents. No need to envy others. If you have a beautiful face, thank God you have it. You have that time, thank God you have it. So that's that. Individually, we go to church and get out of it. When the Mass, therefore, is ended, we go forth individually. We live and move and are in God's being individually. So this will help you attend mass more profitably when you attend mass individually.
3: And last question. Okay, question, the gospel is not to spread fear for the second coming, but for us to be prepared. Just like when we clean our room, we have to disturb and scatter our things in order we can arrange things in its proper perspective just like us here on earth lord give us struggles and trials in life in order we shall realize and we prepared for his coming
1: that's right but at the end of the day it is i it is you individually who tries to sanctify and save oneself? No good for two. When we receive communion, the wife cannot elbow his husband and say, "Kalawat na dia." No. Let him go to communion as you go. You receive communion individually. You eat his body and blood individually so that's that i have uh, said enough about this matter so we now ask god for a special blessing for each and every one of us the lord be with you may the almighty god bless you the father the son and the holy spirit amen Mm. thank you and
0: bye-bye And now, words from our sponsor. Join Shopee 1111 Big Christmas Sale and get awesome freebies and discounts. And participate in the live selling. Purchasing an item is super easy as you can choose your payment method, track your delivery, and even chat with a seller. Browse through the thousands of Shopee products now, and use my affiliate link in the description box below. Wow! That was an amazing talk given by Monsignor Achilles Dakai. We are so grateful for the Lord for sending Monsignor Dakai to share God's word to all of us. We would like to thank again Monsignor Achilles Dakai. And also to our heartfelt gratitude goes to all of you who joined, interacted, and asked a question for Monsignor Dakai. Hear more from Monsignor Dakai again next weekend. This is once again the Gifted to Give podcast. For your ears only. I am Brother Guillen, signing off. Have a blessed Sunday to all, and to God be the glory.
3: You've just listened to the Gifted to Give podcast with your hosts, Brother Guillen, Brother John, and Father George. Catch our next episode. This episode of the Gifted to Give podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to our Facebook page at 500 Years of Christianity, Archdiocese of Cebu. If you love the Gifted to Give podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review everywhere you listen to your podcast. Till next time!